This is part one of a two-part series. Manchu Detachment 731, usually referred to as Unit 731, a secret human experimentation camp, is difficult to reconcile with any measure of science, politics, or human development, and is definitively lacking in any respect or consideration for universal human rights. 3,607 Japanese personnel are officially listed as working at that site, and at least 3,000 prisoners died from direct experimentation with biological and chemical weapons cold weather and pressure tests, and vivisections. Up to 400,000 people died overall due to biological and chemical weapons tests and attacks carried out by Unit 731. Because of government privilege, this program and its subsidiaries are still largely undisclosed, and nearly all of the public information about Unit 731 is only available from testimonies given by direct participants who conducted these experiments, very persistent investigative journalists and interviewers, and official military and government memorandums up to 70 years old. In the United States, World War II occurred from 1941 to 1945. For Europe, the starting line is pushed back to 1939. For most of East Asia, the first battles of what would become known as World War II sits much further back, during an onslaught of Japanese imperialism that began in 1931 and lasted until 1945, rife with incursions, battles, and horrific war crimes. To discreetly inaugurate their intent to conquer, in 1931, the Japanese government conducted a false flag attack on their own railway station in Mukden, northeast China, also broadly known as Manchuria. A Japanese infantryman detonated dynamite near a railway line, although it was such a small amount of dynamite that the train track was still intact after the explosion. The Japanese Imperial Army, who had conducted this attack, publicly blamed China and launched a full-scale invasion against China that lasted for 14 years, until the end of World War II. Japan rapidly captured much of the northeast of China. In 1932, Dr. Shiro Ishii, an Imperial Japanese Army researcher, was given command of the Japanese Army Epidemic Prevention Research Laboratory the official designation for activities conducted by Unit 731. With northeastern Japanese-occupied Chinese land available for the taking, the city of Zhongma was appropriated by the Japanese army with all the residents driven out. A large building with a moat and a drawbridge was retrofitted to accommodate prisons, medical laboratories, and offices. Known human experimentation at Zhongma Fortress consisted of draining the prisoners of their blood over several days, depriving prisoners of food, or water, or both, infecting prisoners with diseases like the bubonic plague, and, at least in one case, vivisection, a dissection that occurs while the subject is still alive. 
the prison was estimated to regularly hold 500 to 600 prisoners. In 1934, a Jongma prisoner overpowered a guard, and a handful of prisoners were ultimately able to escape the fortress, to tell the world of the inhumane experimentation being done at Jongma. The Jongma fortress was quickly shut down by the Japanese government and, at the same time, secretly reopened 40 miles away in Pingfang. The new site that continued and expanded these human experiments was under the command of Unit 731. Those held in detention at Unit 731 were prisoners of war, political prisoners, the physically disabled, petty criminals, or any unlucky passers-by in the region. Most prisoners were Chinese, although there were also Koreans, Russians, and Mongolians being experimented on. To study disease progression without treatment, prisoners were told that they were being given vaccines while actually being injected with syphilis, gonorrhea, anthrax, tetanus, dysentery, tularemia, smallpox, botulism, meningococcus, salmonella, tick encephalitis, the bubonic plague, cholera, tuberculosis, and dozens of other diseases. Many injected prisoners would later be vivisected, alive and without anesthesia, to learn about the infection roots and effects of a disease on a human without access to treatment. The bubonic plague was determined to be the most effective agent for biological warfare and was produced in great quantities at Unit 731. Prisoners were commonly referred to as logs, as in this quote from a Unit 731 surgeon. Quote, I inserted the scalpel directly into the log's neck and opened the chest. At first there was a terrible scream, but the voice soon fell silent. End quote. Unit 731 desired a vast dispersion of biological weapons. Upon explosion, however, Conventional bombs had too much heat and pressure that could destroy the biological weapons they wanted to employ. So, Unit 731 developed and used ceramic bombs filled with plague-infected fleas to test on their prisoners. The prisoners were tied to wooden stakes in a field, wearing an iron shield and helmet so that the bomb blasts would not kill them but instead the warfare agents inside the bombs would be allowed to infect the prisoners. Thick balloons were also developed that would be able to carry these diseases and toxins across oceans to other countries. Operation PX, developed by Shiro Ishii and the lead scientists at Unit 731, was a plan to drop biological agents on American soil and was thought of to be a good plan by everyone except Yoshijiro Umezu, who scrapped the plan on the same day it was finalized, March 26, 1945, and asserted that, quote, if bacteriological warfare is conducted, it will grow from the dimensions of war between Japan and America to an endless battle of humanity against bacteria. Japan will earn the derision of the world. End quote. Given the proximity to Russia, a powerful opponent that would need to be dealt with if Japanese imperialism was to succeed, 
and the Japanese army having suffered from frostbite invading the north of China, Yoshimura Hisato was given the task of researching cold weather effects on humans. Some prisoners were taken outside and exposed to freezing temperatures in winter. Others were put into an in-house freezer at Unit 731 so that frostbite experiments could be conducted year-round. Prisoners were tied up and water repeatedly poured over their hands, arms, legs, and feet until hitting the limbs with a club resulted in a dull thunk. That sound told the scientists the person's limb had frozen through. Sometimes the ice would be chipped off and more water would be poured on the limbs. Various treatments were then applied to the frozen limb until gangrene infected the limb and it fell off, or the prisoner died. Okawa Fukumatsu performed live vivisections on countless humans. After the war, Fukumatsu was awarded a saber in recognition of his vivisection work. As to his work, Fukumatsu said he was ordered to perform the vivisections, was denied food if he did not perform vivisections, and that, quote, I gradually became numb. I operated on two people a day, and that increased to five people a day as my assignment went on. End quote. Fetuses and children were also the subjects of various experiments at Unit 731. Yoshimura Hisato used a three-month-old baby in a frostbite test. He injected a thermosensitive needle into the hand of the baby and then immersed the baby in ice water, recording the temperature changes. Masakuni Kuri recalled of a living Chinese woman infected with syphilis whom he vivisected. Quote, Because she was alive, blood poured out like water from a tap. I have no courage to recall things like this now. They would wake up and cry out, Do not hurt my children! I cannot forget these things ever. End quote. Ken Yuasa testifies on one of his experiments. Quote, I stood aside to direct. Altogether, six experiments were conducted on him, including one in which one of his arms was amputated. Almost one and a half hours later, the operation was over and he was dead. End quote. Suzuki Shin remembers, quote, in my eight-year stretch there, I was in charge of driving and moving prisoners for the unit. Once I saw a woman and her daughter from the Soviet Union. I saw the little girl be poisoned to death. Whenever I sleep, she appears in my mind, like a ghost. End quote. Iwasaki Kenichi recalls that, quote, There was one officer who was especially fond of executions. He would have about five persons sit in front of a ditch, then behead them and kick the bodies into the ditch. These particular executions apparently had no scientific aims. Women and men were raped by members of Unit 731 or forced to copulate with other prisoners in order to be naturally infected with syphilis or gonorrhea, and then denied treatment while they were studied and vivisected alive and without anesthesia, to study the effects of the diseases over time. According to a journalist, one Unit 731 researcher reported of another that, quote, 
One day, he had a human experiment scheduled, but there was still time to kill. So he and another unit member took the keys to the cells and opened one that housed a Chinese woman. One of the unit members raped her. The other member took the keys and opened another cell. There was a Chinese woman in there who had been used in a frostbite experiment. She had several fingers missing, and her bones were black, with gangrene set in. He was about to rape her anyway, then he saw that her sex organ was festering, with pus oozing to the surface. He gave up the idea, left and locked the door, then later went on to his experimental work. End quote. Flamethrowers were tested on live humans. Fleas carrying the plague virus after feeding on prisoners infected with the bubonic plague at Unit 731 were bred in vast quantities and placed inside ceramic vessels to be used as plague bombs. These bombs were used to spread the plague in the Chinese cities of Ningbo in 1940 and Changde in 1941. Many teenage Japanese boys were brought into Unit 731 to learn how to become scientists of Unit 731 and assisted the doctors in vivisection and other torturous experiments. Kojima Takeo, a captain in the Japanese Imperial Army, recalled that, quote, Unit 731 was merely one segment of the dark shadow of Japan's aggression. We were born and raised in a society of emperorism. The emperor was a living deity. The emperor's command was supreme and controlled the entire country. Japan is a sacred country. The people of Japan are a superior race. The people of China, Korea, Southeast Asia, and Russia were all inferior races, and the superior race must govern them. By doing so, we would bring them happiness. In order to form an army close to the border, 70,000 Chinese were forced into service to help us hold our positions. This information could not be released, so later, these Chinese were all killed in mass executions and buried. Then we had bayonet practice. Victims had their hands tied behind them around a tree and were used as bayonet targets. That was a shock to me. Two years later, I became an officer. I became a company commander with 150 men, and that meant if I didn't build strong platoons and a strong company, I would fall behind. And so I, too, tested the courage of the soldiers under me by using Chinese prisoners. This was normal training in the Japanese army. Once, my men opened the door, and there was an old man, a young couple, and two children inside. They looked at me with terror in their eyes. I ordered my men to kill them. Things like this were normal, daily occurrences. At harvest time, we picked out areas for surrounding, tortured the villagers, then plundered everything. When we were doing those things, we had no sense of guilt or of doing anything wrong. It was for the emperor, for the country. End quote. Tomioka Heihachiro remembered that, quote, the object of training was to teach young people to be soldiers in the shortest possible time, and in order to do so, the men in charge hit the new recruits. They used fists. Sometimes they would use sandals. They would use a belt. Sometimes they would use the buckle. Other times they would use army boots. 
So we went from one day to the next getting hit as part of our training. Every day, without fail, we would get hit. And that's where the spirit of absolute obedience is born. It's like training a dog. Humans and animals are the same. If you hit them, they learn to obey. End quote. These inhumane and torturous experiments were repeatedly conducted without interruption for 14 years, until the war finally ended. On August 10, 1945, as it became clear that Japan had overextended itself and would either be destroyed from the West by the Americans and Europeans, or from the North by the Russians, who invaded Manchuria and routed the Imperial Japanese Army in 1945, Unit 731 was ordered to withdraw from Manchuria altogether. Ishii ordered all physical evidence of their work destroyed. Data and records were moved out of the facilities, and everything was destroyed as quickly as possible, although many of the buildings that made up Unit 731 are still standing today. Shinohara Tsuruo recalls the final day of Unit 731. Quote, On August 14th, at 6 p.m., the order came to blow up Unit 731. There were only about 30 people left when the facilities were blown up. The switch to set off the charges was thrown, and we boarded the train with the sound of explosions ringing in the air. <laughs> 